What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Gold Podcast. This is episode 45. I'm Christian Brady from Foxborough, Massachusetts. That's Matt Tiard from Tucson, Arizona, fresh off a Suns game four victory. They lead the Clippers 3-1, but this is a hockey podcast. Um, I'm going to start off the show by saying this. It's 1993 again. Montreal <laughs> is in the Stanley Cup Finals, first time since 93. The Suns are one game away from making it to the NBA Finals, also first time since 1993. Uh, I went to game one of the Western Conference Finals. Tag team was there. The, the whoop, there it is. Whoop. That song was released in 1993. I mean, I don't know. Pre, pre-internet, we're back, we're back in the age of pre-internet. I'm also in Tucson, Arizona, a desert, and I'm at this beach, this lovely hmm. beach. So At least 2,000 miles away in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Dirty Myrtle. Anyways. All right, that's, that's my 1993 plug. Okay, that's our, uh, that's our basketball minute brought to you by <laughs> PayPal. Elon, sponsor us. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Elon in general, I'll take a Tesla. All, I mean, all he has to do is tweet good goal podcast and we're going to go up to the moon like Doge. So you could tweet GGP and people would figure out. What <laughs> oh, the GGP. Uh-huh. I also think it's funny how we made like 500 business cards. To pass I have them all. Oh. <laughs> uh. That only cost anyway. like seven dollars. <laughs> That's true. The split. I mean, the mugs cost us like forty, and the cards yeah. cost us like ten. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Stanley Cup Finals is here. Can you believe it? No, I can't, and I definitely can't believe the teams that are in it. We'll start with the Montreal versus Vegas series. Uh, Montreal won in six games. Leonard started games four and six. He lost the elimination game, uh, which didn't make a ton of sense to me. Leonard and Fleury have told media that they want to stay together in Vegas, but they can only – no. Vegas is oh, exempt. That's right. They're exempt. Draft, which wow. Is that's so true. They, Put if, that, they that, want to, if they want to do that, they will. Which, remember, Fleury got a big-time extension, and I can't remember. I think, I think Laner got a couple of years too, if I'm correct. Yeah. Laner got so, Fleury. Yeah. So, they're uh, – they're in a perfect spot to stay together. Well, now my question. Yeah. According to them, if you're looking from the outside in, you're thinking, why are there two top 15 goalies on the same team? But I guess they are comfortable with the situation. I mean, they're only a combined 12 million <clears throat> against cap, which is <clears throat> Carrie Price is making almost that much. So. Yeah, okay, so Flurry will be entering his final year um, next year of his contract, and Laner signed a five-year contract last year. So it, it looks like long-term they're going to go with Laner, obviously, but Flurry has also stated he wants to end his career with the Golden Knights, which is, and I which don't is see, crazy. I don't see that being next year with the year he had this year. No, absolutely so, not. I assume there will be at least a two-year extension on that. But, yeah, the, I mean, it's actually sickening how good Vegas is and they yeah. get to just skip this expansion draft. I know. It's unbelievable. 
Anyway, I mean, I guess it's fair, but not really. Yeah, right. It's not. It's fair if three years ago when you start Vegas, you're like, they're going to have to do another one in three years. There's no way. They're, they're still going to be losing three out of every four games they play. Little did yeah, they and not have missed here, the playoffs in their first three seasons. Here's what I told Nick. I said it's – I saw a tweet the other day that said hockey fans are the worst. And we've had this conversation multiple times. We want to bring more people to the game. And then when more people come to the game, we get pissed off, yeah. right? Like so many people hated Vegas because of the way they carried themselves, but that's bringing new fans to the game. People are like, Oh, this is fun. This is swag. Like Vegas has that, that it factor that right. and Seattle's going to have the same thing. But I found myself rooting against Vegas because to me, it's not fair. Okay, as a Caps fan, <laughs> we we hold every record for the worst team ever because we had grocery baggers on our second line. Like, right. It almost feels like they haven't earned their way in. It's like exactly. A, it's like a rite of passage should be horrible your first few years if you're not an original sixteen. Yeah. So I then that's what I told Nick. I said it's it's just I find myself rooting against Vegas because it's unfair. Like, yeah. The Caps again. I I wasn't alive. I wasn't even close to being alive, mm-hmm. but. It's the, it's like always going to stick with us that, I mean, you look at the record books, we were the worst team ever. Right. I think we had eight wins in an 80 game season. Whereas Vegas made the Stanley Cup final their first year. So it's, it's a battle I have with myself. Yeah. Because you want, we all want hockey to be bigger. It's the fourth biggest sport in the country. But when the playoffs are on, everybody can understand why it's, so great um but then vegas comes along he's like hey we're gonna bring new fans to the league and we're like nah we, we're not cool with that right in, in principle i'm like yeah do whatever you can to get people to come but then when i flip on the vegas game and it's like starting a half hour late because they're cleaning up the rock concert on the ice I'm like, All right. <laughs> can we just play on yeah yeah that's fair. They got Circus Soleil <laughs> yeah, in between right. periods, and they really they only have eighteen minutes. So, like, right? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Montreal's first cup since '93. Uh, back in '93, they beat LA in five. That was Barry Melrose coached LA, and that was Gretzky's team. I think it was his second year, and he was already the captain. Obviously, should have let him coach. They should have. Although but. knowing Barry Melrose was the coach, he probably did coach. Barry yeah. did. Barry, oh Barry, yeah. Barry just probably did all the media. Yeah, he just fixed his mullet and right. yeah. kind of just talked about Crosby, and Crosby was barely born yet. So. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that uh, that I don't like about hockey going to ESPN is that Barry Melrose is going to be shoved down our mouths again. Although, although they should be hiring other people. I did see yesterday that Mark Messier is being brought on ESPN, which if we're talking about Gretzky's going to TNT. So it's just, it's going to be so good. No matter what you're walking on, what, what are you watching on? It's going to be unbelievable. Like this is why the NFL is so high on Drew Brees. um, Joe Montana guys like that. Like obviously Drew Brees isn't, isn't Brady, but Well, Romo's so good at what he does, but I'm talking about guys that – Deion Sanders, like yeah. guys that are the greatest at what they did 
talking about the game because they saw it way differently than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like Gretz, I mean, we talk about Gretzky all the time. That's just such a different. Fascinating to hear him talk about it. It's such a different level. Yeah. I mean, because Boosh is one of the greatest analysts in all sports. I mean, what he does in between the glass is unbelievable. Right. Gretzky's going to be another level. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, I feel like Bush and Roma are in the same spot where it's just like, I mean, they never really, not that they didn't live up to potential, but they never really like were that good even. Well, Roma Roma was very good. He holds franchise records and wins touchdowns and passing yards, but yeah, he never quite got there though. Did he? I know you're, (laughs) I know you're a Cowboys fan, but well, Des caught it. He would have won a Super Bowl in 14. (laughs) So they literally changed the rule like that off season. Uh, anyway, you pick Vegas to sweep. Ha ha. Um, I pick Vegas in six. So at least I got the games right because we were both completely wrong. We said Canadian hockey was a joke and they, I mean, frankly, to go back and look at this series, um, they lost game one and then they won four out of five. They, they I, dominate. I watched every game of this series and I still can't believe they won it. I don't know. Game two, they dominated. No, yeah. It's not that they weren't the better team in the games that they won. It's just Vegas was just better, you know? It, it just, like, felt like every – it reminded me of the Bruins series in that – against the Islanders in that Montreal was dominating. You were like, all right, when is it, like, going to happen? We know it, eventually they're going to break out. And then Vegas would score and get a power play and dominate the power play. And there'd be, like, an eight-minute stretch where they can't – like, it looks like they would – it's like, okay, they just flipped the switch. That's the end of the series. They're just going to run the table from here on out. And then Montreal would come back, and it's like, where did they even come from? And then Cole Caulfield gets a breakaway yeah, and exactly. absolutely embarrasses Laner. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with you, but Carey Price stole the series. Yeah, I mean, we always say, I mean, it's like one of the commandments of hockey is that your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. Carey Price epitomized that. Yeah, what if you're going your best player? Yeah, well, that I mean, best player, one of the best players ever on both um, teams. On both teams, the goalie's the best player. Yeah, well, except for when Lander comes in. No offense. But, yeah, right. I mean, so he played game four, and he said he got to the ring two hours early just to read all the bad stuff people were talking about him on Twitter. I mean, how many times have we said goalies are weird? They're just weird people. Who does that? Leonard, you ever seen Leonard before games? He no, goes out on the bench and does like eye exercises. He's <laughs> like looking around. His eyes are wide open. So you said you want to meet that guy in person. You said Danny, your brother has a tournament or a game coming up. Uh, he has a golf tournament today, but. Oh, golf. I was thinking hockey. Okay. Well, next time he has a hockey tournament, I'm just yeah, going to start tweeting crap at him. All right, yeah, do it. And tell him to start reading it. Okay. Maybe maybe that'll get him in the zone. All right, anyway, Montreal, I'm uh, completely shocked to the hockey world, uh, other than people in Montreal. Um, I don't want to get too political, but you texted me and said, this is a joke. They only have a 1,000 fans in the stands celebrating this. It's they, not even a joke, Matt. You know what it is? It's a crime against humanity. That they no, but listen. A, that they scored in overtime. So when is the first – to become the first Canadian team in the Stanley Cup final since Vancouver. 2011, years ago. yeah. And there's like a thousand people in there. No, it but listen. pretty loud. 
This is why I say I don't, don't want to get political okay. because there was a thousand people in the stands. There was 1.6 million people crammed outside. Uh-huh. What, like, what's the difference? No, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. What, like, I know. Wh- why are you having a watch party outside the stadium and they're at home? Like, how does that make any sense? Canada, it's the hockey playoffs. This is where you're allowed to have exemptions. The Canadian government should just be like, okay, everyone go get your shot today, and then you could go to the Canadian team. Yeah. And I promise you they will fill the stadium tomorrow. No, they should be like, it's the playoffs. This is the first time Canada Canadian hockey's been good in 10 years. Whatever. And then after Montreal wins the cup, they'll be like, all right, get vaccinated, then we'll have the parade. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah canadians embarrassed everyone because i bet you 98 percent of experts picked vegas i mean i don't like the canadians but imagine that moment if they scored in overtime and it's a full full bell sound how incredible that would be it's a weird year it's a shame. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a weird year. That's true. Understatement <laughs> of the century. Well, last year was the weirdest year ever. But Maybe ever, yeah. This, the past, like, 18 months. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the next series. Do you want to bring it up? Sure. So this was a rematch, rematch of last year's conference finals with a similar result. Tampa Bay won in six games last year. It took them seven this year. Vasilevsky had two shutouts this series, and that's his fourth – Game seven was his fourth straight shutout in elimination games. Um, you don't want to – I mean, you can't win a series against this guy. He's not going to let in a goal. Imagine almost at this point it's like you know that's going to happen. It's like in the next elimination game, he's probably going to give up zero or one goals. Yeah, and that it's like at what point do you say like, oh, we have Tampa on the ropes. Say you're up 3-2 and you go back to right like your home ice like, Oh, he's just going to shut us out the next two. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, but you said, yes, yeah, still the best goalie ever. He's on his way, for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't mean ever. I meant in the league. And yeah, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, and we have to bring it up now because of what he's done this playoffs. It's like LeBron in the NBA. Like, not this year because LeBron was a bum and the Suns knocked him out in six. And he has every excuse ever because he got he didn't even get eye poked, but his eye was bothering him. But um, we know who the best player in the league is. They're just giving it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie. He should win the Vesna every year. This is his what fifth nomination? Yep. In a row. Um, yeah. I mean, what this guy does on a nightly basis for Tampa. And again, it's crazy because Ben Bishop was like coming off of Vesna, coming off a of Stanley Cup final. And they said, all right, we, we're going to go with this 21-year-old kid because he's now, I think, 27 on his fifth straight Vesna nomination. Yeah, he's well on his way to being the best ever. Yep, it's crazy. This is sort of a passing of the torch series from Carrie to, to Andre. Yeah, Carrie except. Way out, Vesalis, he's not really on his way in, but he's – established and going to be the next Carey Price. So how much of the hockey world do you think wants Carey Price to win a cup? I don't know. I don't even know if I want to, because I just have this natural hatred of Montreal. Yeah, but I definitely don't want Tampa to win. So 
I don't know. To me, I wonder, this series doesn't exist. It'll be interesting. One, it'll be interesting to see the numbers that this series pulls because from what I've seen, this playoffs has done better than previous years. Um, and hockey's kind of done that over the past couple. They, it's just built on itself because of the parity. No one wants Next to see Golden State win. Next yeah. year, yeah. No one wants to see Golden State win eight titles in a row. That's why the NBA gets no ratings. But that's why this is the best year for the NBA too, because it's fourteen. Yeah. So, and now, like you said, with it going to ESPN and TNT, I mean, it's gonna explode. Mm-hmm. But one, I want to see the ra- what the ratings do because of a Canadian team in the finals. Yeah. And two, I feel like Carey Price is that Ovechkin type guy where. Like you said, you have a hatred for Montreal, but if Carrie, if Montreal wins it, yeah. I think everyone will be like, all right, he's we're great. so happy for Carey Price because uh-huh. he's carried that franchise on his back for way too long. I mean, he won a heart trophy in 2015. So, yeah, that, that's another point to bring into this series. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would, you're right. That's a good comparison where I wouldn't be happy to see Montreal win, but I would be happy to see Price get his, his cup. It was weird Pittsburgh fans coming with me and saying congrats on the cup, like we're happy for Ovi. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I wasn't happy for Crosby, but he had already had one. So, Speaking of Pittsburgh, that's the last team to repeat in 15 and 16. So yeah. Tampa has the opportunity to do that again, um, which is a rare thing. I don't think it had happened – when was the last time it happened before that? Was it the Islanders? No, 91, 92, okay, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was going to say, what? So they did it twice. No, Detroit was the last team, 97, 98. Okay. And then obviously in the 80s, the Islanders yeah, went four in a row. Went four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was Detroit because Chicago was one game away from a five beat or two games away from a five beat because they won three in five years uh-huh. and they lost to the Kings in the Western conference finals twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ta- I mean, Tampa should be here. They're 18 million over cap and everybody uh-huh. who's lost to them has complained about that. Right. But we, we talked about it in depth last week. I did see a tweet, however, that when the Chicago Blackhawks were, bunch of money over cap i think in either 2010 or 2013 because patrick kane had surgery and tampa complained it might have been 15 because they lost and and tampa was like the leading like leading the charge for complaining trying to get the rule changed on that so it's just irony Uh, there's irony all over this family cup final you gotta love when that happens it's also Tampa's third appearance in six years. 2015, they lost. Um, and like you said before the show, this is their second appearance in like eight months. Yeah. It's crazy how quickly they've changed the narrative from this is may- maybe the best team ever in 2018-19 um, in the regular season, and then they can't win, and they have this reputation. But now in two years, they've turned it to it doesn't matter how they play in the regular season. They will be in the finals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, Vasilevsky. Right. It is. And, and it's Braden Point, who I don't know if he scored in game seven, but before that he had a 10-game point, game, 10 game goal streak in the playoffs. He, did, he didn't score in game seven. seven. He um, didn't score in game seven. 
because the game winner was a shorty, which is like, yeah. can that be the most gut-wrenching way to lose is you lose a one nothing game and it was a shorthanded goal. Crazy. All right. Now we got to, fl- we got to flip the script a little bit before we talk about the finals and then I'll let you go. Cause I know you're headed on vacation. Um, the aisles. I mean, this team won last year. They made it to the conference finals. They shouldn't even been anywhere close to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And then you kind of have the narrative of, is the bubble like a sham? Because we see that in the NBA. The bubble was a joke last year. This year, three out of the four teams that were in it last year are in it this year. So it's like, oh, maybe the bubble wasn't a joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, where do the aisles go from here? Because obviously they're doing something right. Trotz should have been nominated for Coach of the Year again. Yeah. I want, I want to hear your thoughts on what the aisles. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, the answer is they have to score more goals. And that was their problem all throughout the regular season, if they really had a problem, because they were good. Um, and that could be recency bias because they didn't score a goal in game seven. But I don't know. It felt like they deserved to win that series, to be honest with you. Um, they were just so good. You watch them every night. They play exactly the game they want. Tampa had to puck the entire game, and they just could not score. It just kept happening, which is if they won, it would be the two identical teams playing each other in the Yeah. Because we talked about how those were two identical series and they, they really did kind of play out the same way. Um, just Montreal got the better of Vegas. But um, yeah, to, to answer your question, I really don't know where they go. I, I think it's just they got to score more goals. The fourth line absolutely has to stay intact. And it sounds like they probably want to um, because was it Clutterbuck, uh, Matt Martin, and I can't remember the fourth, but yeah, their guy. But those guys have been the same fourth line for like five years, and they're just unbelievable. And that's a huge part of their team's identity. But yeah, I think they have to improve on scoring, which is a problem that every team has. Obviously, everyone wants to score more goals, but I think that's just what they have to do. I don't think, and it's weird because Farlamov is 107 years old, mm-hmm. but I don't think goaltending was the issue absolutely not and Sorokin is very talented and if they have to go to him they should feel comfortable with that I feel like the eight nothing loss in game five isn't at all indicative of this team like we talked about all year all right defensively sound they are to lose eight nothing in game five was like an absolute shock I texted you put the house on New York in game six and they yeah, and I said so it wasn't quite what I thought would happen. But yeah, still, you still knew that they were going to bounce back. Uh, I was going to say something I forgot. Sweet. All right. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Let's talk about our picks. Um, actually, why don't we talk about this first? We have a couple COVID, you know, housekeeping things. Joel Armia is in protocol. He'll miss game one and two. Um which just stinks. And then another COVID protocol thing, which we heard about last series was Montreal head coach Dominique Ducharme is out until game three after he tested positive during the Vegas series. He's missed the last three games. Um, It's just a shame that this, we're still dealing with this at this point, but I mean, if a guy has COVID, you can't put him on the bench. Yeah. That's, it's weird that he tested positive. I mean, I think all the coaches were required to wear masks. So I yeah. honestly, that's probably the saving grace that he tests positive and 
only one player is in protocol. Um, Joel Armia, the player in COVID protocol, this is his second time. Um, I think what I read on NHL.com was that he was in COVID protocol in March, and so was Kot Ken Niemi, who actually scored the game winner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's weird. So many many athletes have been in COVID protocol more than once. Yeah. Like Chris Paul, obviously, was just a COVID protocol. He got the vaccine back in February. John so, Rom got pulled out of two tournaments for COVID. Yeah. One of them he was I, leaking I, like six shots on game. Well, I saw f- either FanDuel or DraftKings, whoever bet on Rom to win it paid them out. So shout out to FanDuel. Yeah, good for them. I think it was FanDuel. Um, I, side note, I'm happy he won the U.S. Open because if any guy deserves it in the last month, it was him. God, how well-spoken is that guy, too? For, for a guy who doesn't speak English as his first language. Yeah, for what is he? He's only like 25. Yeah, and he said the perfect thing. He was like, yeah, I got pulled out of a golf tournament. Some people lost their lives. I have friends who died. Like, if this is the worst thing that happens to me because of COVID, like, I'm the luckiest man ever. Yeah, well, yeah, because he just won the U.S. Open. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, back to hockey. Um, yeah, it's just weird seeing this far into the pandemic and vaccines, like, I lit. I got mine two weeks ago at CVS. Like you can get it anywhere. I, um, not to get political. Anyway, Tampa is home ice uh, one and two. Like we said, Joel Armia is not traveling with the team. That's that secondary scoring that Montreal's kind of been relying on this whole playoffs. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not like they have a stud first line like Crosby, Ovechkin, right. Pasta. Like they just. Have yeah. a bunch of guys that are willing to score. score. Yeah. One of them who didn't even start the playoffs with them. And it's basically senior in college, Cole Caulfield, who was pulled yeah. off the Wisconsin team like three months ago and is now maybe the best player on either team. Just he's, the way he's been playing recently. He's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, every time he's on the ice, and I know that's not the greatest benchmark, but it's one that we use on this podcast a lot, is like, there are some guys where as soon as you step on, you know they're out there. And Cole Caulfield is a, has immediately become one of them. He's so quick, dude. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually funny because his biggest fan is J.J. Watt. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome because they both went to Wisconsin. But, yeah. But yeah, it's so funny because uh-huh. uh, J.J. Watt calls him Goal Caulfield. And anytime <laughs> he, like, does something good, J.J. Watt's just tweeting, yeah. which is crazy because you're talking about a guy, a superstar in the NFL. He brings so many people to the game of football, especially what he did. I mean, he won the Walter. down the road from you now too, by the way. Yeah, he is. He went to a couple of Suns games with DeAndre Hopkins, my, our boy from Clemson. That's right. Um, yeah, he, he has brought so many people to sports in general because of what yeah. he did with the Hurricane Harvey uh, fund in Houston. Uh, he's just such a good guy. Um, but to have that presence – Talk about a 20-year-old kid in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. I mean, that's special. So yep. just another just another reason why hockey's so much better than every other sport. Yep. All right. Well, let's finish this off with some picks. Uh, I guess I will go first. Everyone's been picking against Montreal. I'm so struggling with this. I just don't see Tampa losing the series. I'm going to say Tampa in – Six. All right. I've bet against Montreal this entire playoffs. Um, How could you not, though? I stand by all those picks. 
even though they lost, I still feel like it was the right decision at the time. I'm going Montreal in seven. <laughs> um, I think if it's tough, it's so tough, but I'm going to, I'm going to go a hot take here. If my life was on the line. Yeah. And I had to pick one goalie to win a game. All right. It's Carey Price. Wow. Especially in our generation. I mean, I don't know. It's Carey Price. I think you have the wrong guy who's in this series. <laughs> that was not good English. But I think if you're going to pick, it's the other guy he's playing against. It's hard We're to gonna go find Carey Price, though. I agree with you. I mean – Remember last year, and it's so sad to think about how long ago this was pre-COVID. Yeah. But remember, at the end of 2019, like when our podcast was just a baby, we picked team of the decade. We picked our own teams. And we both had Carey Price as the starting goal. As a decade, it had to be, yeah. So, I mean, this Carey Price, he's first ballot. He's top five goalie ever. Oh, yeah. I think – this is his literally his first taste at winning a cup. I don't, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to let this one go. Yeah. When you put it like that, it's hard to pick against it. You're talking about Rocky versus Apollo. Yeah. Apollo. Apollo's Vasilevsky's Apollo. He's been here. He's been a world champ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm one against each other, though. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I Although Apollo didn't win. Apollo didn't win. And we all we all know that. They're not one and one. It wasn't it a draw? No, the first one. Oh, that's right. Remember it's like I won, but I didn't beat him. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I Rocky One is like the second worst movie in that franchise. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Rocky five is Nine the worst. Tommy Gun. Tommy Gunn might be the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I, look, I said, I said it's the second worst. Rocky Five is the Rocky worst. Balboa, when he comes back and fights Mason Dixon, as a sixty-year-old man. That I don't count oh, that no. one as part of the. I don't count that one as part of the series. Number two is the best one. Yeah, it goes, yeah. It goes, it, it goes two, two, four, one, three, five. I think. No, it goes two, uh, four, three. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, two, yeah. four, three, one, five. Yes, you see? Yeah, you're right. Clover Lang's a good one. Because one hat, like, it's so good by itself. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about, when you look at the the five movie series, you're talking about Mickey, get up, rock, in two. (laughs) And and Adrian, like, I want you to do something for me. Win. And then it starts to... (laughs) And then, obviously, Clover Lang and then... Rocky Four single-handedly ended the Cold War. Right. I mean, yep. Two through four is maybe the greatest trilogy of movies ever. Oh my god! <laughs> what to say? Uh, whatever. The guy that came after Stalin literally stood up and started cheering for Rocky. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, if you if you describe that plot to someone on the screen who's never seen it, they'd say, "Wow, this is the worst movie ever made." <laughs> But it's just so good. This it's not guy, a so this Russian guy is so juiced up that he kills this guy's friend, and then he goes into <laughs> Russia, 
trains in the snow <laughs> in a log cabin with no electricity and then ends the cold war with his fists we also have to point out Dolph Lundgren who plays Drago went to Clemson he did although he went to half the schools in the USA but that's true I think he went to Clemson for half a semester yeah I think so too look let's just point out the timeline here Rocky Four came out in 1985 Soviet Union didn't fall until I think 90 or 91 right so we're talking about this movie single-handedly cracking the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. until Reagan said, tear it down. Yeah, they give Reagan credit for that, but we all know it was Sylvester Stallone. That's right. <laughs> what a way to end this show. All right, we will be back after the Stanley, after Montreal beats Tampa uh-huh. in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, it's going to stink having a Canadian team win it again, but We'll, yeah, it's we'll kind of nice knowing that they have it since '93. Um, we'll have we'll be happy for Carey Price. We'll talk about awards. We'll talk about I mean the uh, expansion drafts in a mo- less than a month. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have a busy summer on the Good Goal Podcast. Yeah, we're gonna try to get Elon Musk to tweet GGP uh, along with Doge. So buy into some Doge. That's all I got. All right. A lot of shameless plugs. All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace.